Thank you for listening to today's episode of Hello, Reform everyone, Your Lifestyle and Show. Welcome to today's episode if you want to know more about me show. or about my guests, so far go I was talking visit quite a lot about weight loss, about nutrition for weight loss, about exercise for weight loss, or how it does your height for the information. And at the last time when I was um, here, I was talking about how to have you weight loss is not necessarily the ultimate goal for everyone, but more the body composition change. That is what more important. So it doesn't just matter how big you are, but it also matters what makes you up. So here is the exercise coming in to everyone's journey. And uh, since I was just talking science and I was just talking theory behind all these information, I thought today I will go and just give you some technical and normal tips what to do. <laughs> Because yes, Sometimes I'm just reading a book and it's full with information and it's really good and I'm, I'm really enthusiastic about it and then I'm loving these ideas and then I close the book and what now? I really don't know what to do. So I don't really want to leave you there just hanging and uh, not to know what to do. So I will start with this. So today I'm going to talk about what are the most important parts when you start exercising, in my opinion at least. For me, after years and years in training, after years and years in coaching, after years and years of trying to figure out um, what's missing or what's there, I just got to the point where I realized that the most boring exercises, what I find the most boring things ever, those are the most important if I want to get better in things. Luckily, when I started out, they were not that boring for me because I was a kid. So all these games and stretching and uh, running here and there and stuff was quite all right. But as an adult, I sometimes forget. And I was always laughing when when someone was um, when I heard someone asking, "Okay, but are you breathing?" And then I just got to the point where, with, when I'm with a client, I just check in them every single exercise. Are you still breathing? Are you still breathing? Are you still there? So the first practical tip I will share with you is breathing. So to do the exercise, any exercise, anything basically, not even an exercise, but just living, to do it correctly, we have to know how to breathe. Now, this seems quite trivial, I guess, but it's not really. Think about just this. If you don't think about how to control your breathing, you are not focusing on, okay, I still have to breathe through, so I have to supply my body with enough oxygen to get through this. If you just think about um, walking uphill, it's getting really hard if you just keep talking. But if you stop talking and start to pay attention about your breathing and you get into a rhythm, you will get there. The first thing I really want you to focus on, and it might seem really boring, it might seem really a uh, come on, but every single training I start now with breathing exercises. It's not really massive, two hours of um, yoga breathing or something. It's more like some deep breath. So I, I just connect. I let out everything else and I'm there. Okay, now I'm breathing. Good. Then I will just focus on um, belly breathing, they call it. It's easy to check. If you just stand in front of a mirror, you uh, look at yourself And if you see your shoulders rising and going down or um, anything moving apart from your belly, then you are not belly breathing. It's quite 
hard actually to realize how to how to not just use the upper part of the lungs, how to not just um, shallow breathe, but actually get into everything. So the first thing what I do it's breathing, breathing. I just breathe in and out, deep breathing, trying to expand, trying to figure out how big my lung is. Then the second step would be to build up some pressure. So to be able to lift heavy, to be able to move effectively, to be able to stabilize your core, to be able to move, you need to have some intra-abdominal pressure, they call it. So for that, it's much easier if you have some air there. So the two diaphragm, the lower diaphragm and the upper diaphragm will hold some pressure in your abdominal. And if you have some air on the above, it will be easier to hold. So how I do it, I just take a deep breath in and then really, really engage my core, really squeeze everything and uh, try to breathe shallow. Now it comes the shallow breathing. So I try not to let my lower part of my um, middle body to move, but I only breathe up. So I keep the pressure and still breathing. So how to find this position, how to, how to really get to the point where, where you are, um, when, you, when your core is engaged, I usually clue this, like think about when you're sneezing. Okay, so you're sneezing, you just take a deep breath and really, really contracting everything in your body. You're really, really getting a huge pressure build up to be able to sneeze out whatever is obstructing your um, airways. So think about that. What happened? What what happens before? Just before you start to sneeze, that's one thing that I say. So you get into a sneeze hold, and you just hold that position, really, really squeezing everything. So this is one cue you can follow. That okay, I will have the sneeze hold. The second thing that I usually say, and uh, it's also quite easy to visualize, is zipping up a trouser, which is just a tad bit smaller than you are. So what you do, you just pull from the sides and then you really pull it in so you can uh, button it and uh, zip it. Or for mothers and fathers who are having not too big kids, so they still remember the pampers, right? You just put the kiddo on the pampers, you pull up on the front and you you zip from the side. And that's what you do with your inner core muscles. So this is quite a practice. It needs practice because first of all, if you've never tried, then it starts like, okay, what what, what are those muscles we are talking about? That's the sneeze technique because with the sneeze technique, you actually really know what, what are the muscles I'm talking about. And then comes in the zipping or pampers. So whenever you do an exercise, uh, you can just think about this, just pull up a tight trousers and hold the position that will hold the tight trousers. And that's when, when you are contracting your lower abdominal muscles. Now, you can combine this with the breathing, right? So you just do the deep breath and then you do the, the squeeze breath. And if you can do that, that really will give you a difference when you do the exercise. Because then you will know, okay, now I have to control my movement. And for control, I need a stable core. 
So you will be able to hold your core talking about but the core still breathing. So your cells, we your muscles still will get the oxygen the that they need from the side, the external in, in the ATP that will actually fuel we them. talk about the traverse abdominals. Okay. So we talk about the breathing. spinae. We talk about <laughs> so the multifidus. We talk so about the quadratus. Incredibly ball. complicated we talk about to master. The quads. This is the first These thing. Are this is all, one thing I really, really, really recommend everyone to do muscles. We when they start exercising like and when they are doing exercising for long. And so as major forever. I love this yep. muscle. It's like your breathing. Be mindful about your breathing. It will really, really immensely help you to get uh, further. Now the second, uh, I already tapped into it. It's the stable pelvic floor and the stable core. When we talk about core exercises, many of us, most of us, or not, <laughs> hopefully not, but quite a lot of people will think about crunches or sit-ups or I don't know what people think about. But um, when I talk about core exercises, I'm not really talking about the rectus abdominis muscle that needs to be trained, but I mean the TVA, I mean the obliques, and I mean the glutes, and I mean the quadratus lumborum, and I mean the erector spinae, and I mean these small muscles that, that are there and we are not really seeing them, uh, think about them. But we use these muscles also to keep our core stable, to get ourselves able to stand, to walk, to lift heavy things. Okay, so it's really, really important to know that when we are talking about core muscles, we are not really talking about the rectus abdominis, which is like the six-pack. We are more talking about these other muscles, more deeper muscles that will keep our core stable. Actually, when we talk about core stability, we need the TVA, which is basically the underpants. So if you imagine like a speedo or a normal panty, that triangle, that is basically where your TVA is and that's what you really, really want to strengthen. Your glutes actually are really, really major part of stabilizing your low back and your pelvic floor. And then the quadratus lumborum also muscle that will help you stabilize the back and so on. So these together will give you the stable core. Now, where am, where am I going with this and how to do with this, what to do with this? What you want to do, the first thing is to realize where does your leg start? Where's your hip? Where's your back? And, and where's your pavic griddle? So the second most important thing if you start exercising is to gain control and strength in this area. This is the place where all the lower body energy, all the lower body strength gets connected to the upper body strength and upper body movements. So if, if you think about a ragdoll, like um, there is a really flippy floppy middle and two sticks for arms and two sticks for leg. If you try to stand it, it will just collapse. It's the same, same with us. So if we don't have the nice and stable and strong core, it's just 
doesn't help. So you can't do anything overhead. You can't do anything strong standing because you don't have the stable foundation. So how to start to train the TVA and all these muscles around the hip grid and getting some strong deep core? The first thing what I would do is to realize, to get some awareness about where one starts and where what ends. So really simple exercise. You lie down on the floor. You flatten your back. You bend your knees. You flatten your back on the floor. And you lift your arms overhead, breathing in. Yes, I know I'm combining breathing in with this. So you lift your hands up above your head, breathing in and bringing it down, breathing out. Now your back most probably will try to escape the floor. And that's what you have to do. So this is the first step that your shoulders actually can move without your hip moving, without your back moving. Some might come in saying that that's not a natural pose for the spine to be flattened on the floor and they would be correct. However, if we stay with a natural um, curve of, of the spine, then we won't have the feedback loop. The spine and your back is absolutely okay if you flatten them on the floor. Nothing wrong is going to happen. It's called a hollow hold and uh, people are using it who are not that absolutely 100% sure where their natural curve is. It's just a little bit more from the front muscles than from the back muscles, but it's absolutely safe to use. And because it gives you the feedback, because you will feel if your back is getting away from the floor or not, it is a way more uh, effective way to do this exercise because then, yeah, I know, I, I, I now feel what's happening. So this was the first one that... You have your uh, back on the floor and moving your shoulders. So now you are separated your shoulder from your low back. How funny is that, right? <laughs> Why would they be connected? They are so ridiculously far away from each other and they don't do anything the same way. Now let's just get a step closer and get your hip separated from your low back. You will stay down on the floor. You will press down your back on the floor again to get the feedback. You will lift your knee up above your knees and your lower leg will be parallel with the floor. It's kind of a comfortable place, but you have to stay in this. So you have to have the right angles all the time to, to um, have the correct feedback. So you pu push your back down on the floor and then keeping the right angle at the thighs and the lower legs, you just lower one leg touching the floor and bringing it back. Depending on how trained you are, it's either going to be super easy to do or it's going to be already, oh, wait, what's my back is going up. Okay, so it's, it's also not just how trained you are, it's how aware you are of what's happening. So try this. Get your shoulder away from your lower back and get your legs away from your lower back and then try to do the exercises. This is game-changing. You see, if you have low back pain, and some statistics says you have, because it's kind of really hard to be that 10% who doesn't. So if you have some low back pain, 
This is where you start. You get your breathing ready and you separate your lower back from your shoulders and from your hip because they move separately. Okay? So these are the two practical tips for today. I think these will be quite enough to practice. If you just do two minutes of breathing, two minutes of uh, controlled breathing, that's four minutes, and then you add uh, these isolation exercises to two minutes, that's eight minutes a day, and you will be so much further. It's kind of mind-blowing how these little things change the whole picture about how you move. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Reform Your Lifestyles show. If you want to know more about me or about my guests, go visit www.reformyourlifestyle.com and there you can find all the information, previous podcast episodes and more. Hope to have you back soon. 